Jerry Agar in for John Moore. I'll be here again tomorrow, and then he's back on Tuesday, where he belongs. Um, so it's uh, Test Tube Thursdays, and uh, Dan Riskin is on vacation. Ontario Science Center senior scientist Walter Stoddard joins us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm well. So NASA has reconnected with Voyager 2? Insofar as they've they've heard what they've referred to as the the heartbeat, so they've they've got a signal back that uh, says it's it's okay and it's still there. Uh, what they're hoping is that they're able to send the command to realign it with uh, with Earth again for the purpose of what is it doing for us supposedly or supposed to be doing? Well, it's it's basically in um, semi-retirement. So think of it this way. The, the Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 were sent to explore the outer planets. And then uh, after having done that, they're now on a, a mission out into interstellar space. So they're, they're exploring the outer, outer rim of the solar system. And, and in fact, they've only just recently uh, exited. It's been over 45 years of space travel. It's, it's kind of amazing. Uh, they're over 18 hours away as far as the uh, photon travel. So in, in straight light time, it's 18 hours to get a signal to them. And so they're, they're using their um, their instruments and what's left of their power to just uh, continue to, to scan and read and explore uh, as, as they travel. And so they'll keep going until they run out of power. Wow, 18 hours one way. So, uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. You know, I find it a little irksome sometimes, Walter. We will hook up with somebody on a digital connection, and there's a little bit of a delay. You ask a question, and then there's a pause, and then they, and then they answer. And it's just like, are you still there? 36 hours later, yes. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly it. And, and you're right. It's, it's far worse than, than any delay that we experience yeah. here. Is it possible for a craft like that to go so far we can't get a message? Uh, well, good question. Uh, it, it depends. Like right now, our problem with, with Voyager, Voyager 2, was they when they were running a, a routine test, they sent it instructions, it turned by an unexpected two degrees. So it got off it, its, its trajectory, which meant now the antenna wasn't pointing back at us. And so signal gone. So now we can't hear it. It can't hear us. So that was that was the problem. Uh, good news is, if, if even if they can't get the signal to get it to turn back, uh, they do have an autocorrect built in. Engineers thought ahead, and so in in uh, October it will automatically realign itself with with Earth. So so it is possible. Yes, if in its travel, if it. it turns the wrong way we 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 lose it we've lost the signal but we have we have signals if you think of the all the the stars that we see that light that's coming to us is itself a a signal that's coming and it's coming from uh, thousands of years ago thousands of light years away so it is possible to to so long as we we keep it aligned to keep getting a signal until it's until it's unable to send one 
I think that runs out of power. Yeah, I think that's also the case with FM radio signals. AM kind of follows the curve of the earth, but FM, that's the reason you can't pick FM uh, up as a signal as far away from the radio station as you can with AM, is that uh, it travels in a straight line. You go with the curve of the earth, but, but it just goes off into space and somewhere a thousand light years away, someone will hear an FM morning show and go, what are those people talking about? <laughs> yeah, hopefully they enjoy us with it. They do, Jerry. I hope yeah, they, I guess it's a so. good show for them. Yeah. Yeah. They go, you know, that lady Gaga, she was pretty good. Um, <laughs> so um, brain activity as a toddler may predict IQ at age 18. Yes. And that, that, that's an interesting study. It's, it's um, so that's research coming out of Romania. They, they started a study in the early 2000s looking at children who are in institutional care and who are being fostered and, and looked after in, in a family home environment. And they, they looked at the, the differences in their de- development. And so that's been going on for decades. In fact, they're starting another uh, two-decade study of, of looking at the, the same children who are now young adults, so 18 and, and, and getting older. And what, what they're doing is they're, they're comparing their data points, right? So they've taken measurements throughout their age, and now they're looking back and going, okay, well, what measurements line up? It's it's uh, a, about 200 children, so not a not a huge number to make sweeping decisions, but it, it does give this comparison. First of all, the, as other studies have pointed out, the importance of uh, attentive care and that institutionalized care isn't, isn't always the same. In fact, it's 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 not. In this study, that's what it's discovering, and it's suggesting that that is detectable in their brain activity, which is which is what's new. And they're they're able to to say because they have IQ tests at age eighteen, and they have brain waves when they were infants, and and so when they compare that data, they say, yeah, you can see. And, and we don't understand a lot of what the brain waves suggest about the developmental activity, but we can see differences and it seems to line up. So this resting brain waves, uh, think of it this way, you have a resting heart rate, right? When you yeah. work out, right? So when you're resting, your, your heart rate is, is lower. This, the same thing kind of happens with your brain. You have a, a state in which you're not you're not busy. It's not that your brain isn't isn't doing stuff. It kind of always is, but it's there's a there's a resting state, and so they found in comparing those resting states that uh, it, it, when you have the the low IQ eighteen year old, well that seems to correlate with a an institutionalized infant that has had. Uh, those those low resting states for prolonged periods. Okay. They're, they're equating it to um, to neglect when when children aren't getting uh, uh, as much attention. Yeah, in the right way. Right? Well, it, it seems to make sense. Let yeah. me ask you about this other story. We I did talk about this story a little earlier this week, but I want to talk to you about it. Um, the Ontario Science Centre senior scientist Walter Stoddard is with me. Uh, they found these worms that had been in the permafrost in Siberia for forty six thousand years. They warmed them up and they came alive. And I I have wondered if I'm stepping into science fiction or whether there's something we can learn or harvest from uh, a creature like that that could help prolong life 
Well, it, it is a little science fiction, but that's fun. And I think that's a, I think your your thinking isn't too far, though, from from science fact. There is some some exploration into that idea uh, because it's it's not uncommon for for things to survive freezing it, 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 that are they're biologically equipped for it, like uh, other worms uh do that are the relatives of, of the new worm that they found are are capable of that they have basically a natural uh think of it as kind of like an antifreeze it's a it's a sugar that that they are, they produce that is a molecule within their body to keep them from freezing we see it in some frogs we see it in some some fish that are, that are able to to survive the the freezing of 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 their home of their waterway and so they they in in a sense frozen and hibernating and then they they thaw it and here they are they're 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 able to function again so so yeah there there is a a attention to how does that work and is is there some uh some way of helping with with hypothermia victims or or uh helping people survive in 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 dire situations so you're you're not far off in your thinking with with what scientists are are exploring as well well there there is some i will run out of time and i want you to tell us what's happening at the science center but that idea of we don't have a cure for this disease so let's just freeze you and we'll bring you back when we when we find the cure uh so what have you got going on at the science center right now so right now we have a, a a new exhibition. It's it's Voyage to the Deep, which is ocean themed, and it's based on the classic novel Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. And so visitors are able to actually climb aboard a, a, a Nautilus submarine. You can look through periscopes and learn about marine life and ocean exploration. We have all new ocean related live shows and demonstrations that are that we've created that are part of that, and that's all running all summer and until September. And so after that September long weekend, it's gone. So you're going to want to come and check it out between 10 and 5 p.m. We're, we're open every day, including both long weekends. And you want to get tickets or learn more, OntarioScienceCenter.ca. Walter, thanks very much. Very welcome. This is News Talk 1010.